Welcome to Tears of a Clown, the podcast. This is Liv, and we're on episode six today. I missed you guys. It's Friday. Friday is the recess of adult life. I get up, and I work half day, and I make myself whatever cocktail I want, and I order in cheese enchiladas, which are my favorite thing to eat, and I'll go get a tattoo or 10, and I'll get my hair blown out, and my lashes are fresh, and my legs are shaved. I just feel good on Fridays. Fridays are my feel-good day. That's my special day. So I'm always looking forward to talking to you guys. This just made my ritual even better. And I want to really dive into being bold today because being bold only goes two ways. It goes bad or it goes good. There is no in between. But the argument can be made that you can be bold in whatever fashion you'd like if a person is interested in you. Like it will not be off-putting because that person has that attraction to you. I'm really big on primal attraction specifically. I think that that is a very real thing. Now, there's obviously science backing the fact that, you know, our bodies work in certain ways. We feel attraction, scent, etc. But primal attraction is one of those things where it's like you just, it's, it's inexplicable, right? And I think that when you have that with someone, that boldness, regardless of to everyone else, if it looks absolutely embarrassing or is just corny or not attractive, it, it does not matter. And one of my favorite instances of boldness in my own personal life is my parents. So I'll try to keep it short, but essentially my parents met at a disco over 40 years ago and they were just like from two different worlds. My mom's like single mom you know, just trying to work on her education and working and like her friends dragged her out. She's kind of like more of a homebody type. My dad is a party boy. He pulls up on his freaking motorcycle. He's with my amos, my uncles. And he's like, let's go. Like boys night. Like who knows what my dad was trying to get into that night to be quite honest with you. I will never know the mysteries of my father, right? But he sees my mom and essentially is like, yep, I want that one. And my mom's like, She's just not interested in him, right? She's like, her her explanation was like, he just seemed corny. But I think that ultimately my mom could not resist that she had a primal attraction to my dad. I, I, don't, I don't want to get too much of the details of that because I don't need that imagery personally. But what I want to say is my dad's approach on anyone else would have been creepy. I'm not going to lie. But on my mom, it worked. And they've got 40 plus years together now, right? They're about to leave in a week or two for their anniversary trip. So my dad told my uncles, go, leave me here. I'm going to get a ride with them. And they're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, come on. Like, and he's like, no, just trust me. My dad scoped out the car that my mom's friend was driving. And he saw that it could only fit all of them comfortably, which would mean someone would have to sit on someone's lap. So my dad goes up to them. Hey, you know disco's closing down for the night everybody's going home my, my friends left me can I get a ride with you all he somehow weasels his way in to getting a ride then it's like oh well there's you know there's no room someone's gonna have to sit on my lap like why don't you and he like basically has my mom sit on his lap and my mom's like rolling her eyes like she's like this guy is such a, like a tool right but I think she knew that she could not resist him after that point and it was history from there and I find that approach really uh, comical but also endearing because that's kind of how I am I come on pretty strong when I want something but I also understand to certain people that's not attractive at all like I know 
I, I really have a specific audience for the way that I behave when I'm courting someone. And the same with my dad in that instance, right? Like, if that was one of my friends and I was in that situation and I saw this fucking cornival doing this, like, love you, dad, but, like, coming up in his freaking flared jeans and, like, his, like, curly ass hair and just thinking he's so cool, I would be like, who is this guy and why is he trying to ride with us? Like, get out of here, you know? Uh, but it worked. So I think that that's a great example and, and kind of jumping off point to you want to be true to yourself in your approach, in the way that you express yourself. Because to feel and to attempt anything, any connection, is to create art in some form, right? Like, I, I, I run the risk of sounding like a little silly here, but just hear me out. When you're doing that, that's like one of the most freeing feelings is when you just say what you want to say and you just do what you want to do. Being bold is an absolute toss-up. We don't know right off the bat if someone's mutually attracted to us most of the time. I personally like to say it's a it's it's really a vibe thing. So you can sit there and be in complete public and you just feel a vibe. Like you look at someone and they look at you and you're like, I know there's some tension here. I'm not crazy, right? And then there's other times where you can't really get a read on someone. And I think that also depends on your um, confidence level. I think it depends on, you know, if you have more introverted or extroverted qualities, et cetera. Like there's several different things that go into this, but ultimately you, you, you're, you're risking it a little bit when you are being straight up bold. So the other day I got a DM from a guy who had just recently followed me and he said, hey, I'm pretty sure someone's using your photos. I just want to let you know. And I'm like, shit, not the sex bot again. If you didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen to it, first of all. Great episode. But the second thing is, uh, sex bot impersonated me on Instagram. I missed my sex bot. Anyways, so I'm like, shit, can you send me the handle? And he sends me at NASA. And he's like, these are your pictures, right? Because they're like, they're pretty out of this world. And I'm like, okay, dude. I gave him props. I laughed. I was like, all right. Like, you know, now granted I wasn't interested in the guy, but I, I did, I, I thought that was a unique approach. I'm not big on one-liners uh, or like dad type humor. I think that's how a lot of people categorize it. But I think that was like just at the point where it was like, okay, it was a little charming. And honestly, if he uses that on someone that um, he finds mutual attraction and, uh, you know, a magnetic pull with, that's actually kind of a cute story. So I'm I'm hoping that in his quest, this this approach, maybe he can use it one or two more times. You don't want to use it too many times. Then then that's community. Uh, but I'm hoping it works for him because that's it was funny. It made me it made me actually laugh. And I think that you know a big thing about being bold is you just want to be unique when you're doing that, and it has to be specific to you know, your, your humor, your personality, like you really want to take things and approach things in a way to where they're genuine to you. Because the worst thing I think about casually dating is that you can take an approach and you, you know, for courting, obviously we want to put in more effort. We want to, you know, be polite, all these other things. We want to put our best foot forward. But, you know, if you're kind of just like going by like, some of the norms that are expected of you when you're actually trying to like flirt with someone and you're holding back that boldness in the long run a lot of the times that means you're not going to really let that person actually get to know you and they might end up being you know not as compatible with you down the line or not as interested because they thought maybe you were a little more mild i've certainly experienced that on the receiving end as well as you know being with someone and kind of realizing oh my like i'm 
I, I come on too strong for this person. Like, this is not for me, right? And then on the on the receiving end, I've had someone that I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm not actually that into this, right? Like, it was a little more chill in the beginning. Now I don't like it. So I, I do think it's really important that you are um, honest in your approach and you do something that, like, feels good to you. There's nothing better than just being able to, like, hash out the truth. And truth comes in so many different forms. And sometimes there's truth that is hard, right? And then sometimes there's truth that's freeing. And then there's sometimes truth that's like silly. And sometimes there's truth that's exciting. And I think this is one of those healthy expressions of truth that we can experience when we are being bold. And again, I want to say this can apply for anything. This could be for a job. This could be for a friendship. This could be for a venture of some sorts, a hobby. This could be for, you know, dating. Like it could go anywhere, right? So I think that it's important that we all express boldness in our lives at some point, but also we have to understand, you know, the risk assessment there. So talking about risk, this week I was bold. I went to one of the nicest steakhouses in my city with a couple of my girlfriends and we were just living it up. We're like having cocktails, we're laughing, we're talking. And the back waiter, uh, I believe that would be the proper terminology for him, um, who was assisting our server, was like super on it. Like you could just see him. This dude's like zooming everywhere, just like on it. And he's also gorgeous. <laughs> so I, this minute I see him, I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. It's just how I work, okay? I've talked about this before. I am Uncle Joe in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when I see a hot person. I am up. I am moving. My legs are moving without me even realizing it's happening, okay? So I see this man and I'm like, damn. And of course, my best friend sitting next to me, she clocks me. She's like, what the fuck? I'm like, I know, I know. She's like, damn it, Liv. I'm like, I know. And she's like, all right, we got to get him for you. This bitch... (laughs) Gosh, I love my best friends. Um, she's pouring my water into her water so that he will keep coming up and refilling my water. And I'm getting so nervous because he's he's very attractive. And I'm like, dude, stop, stop, stop. Like, he's going to notice. And she's sneaking, sneaking water in. She's like buzz doing this. I'm, I'm cracking up. Like, it's one of those like real core memories where I'll always remember that. Like, one day when we're like old, I'll be like, remember that one time? But... I digress. Uh, I was I was trying so hard to not make it obvious that I was going to hit on him. But I knew I had to be bold because I was like, I'm going to be thinking about this guy no matter what. So I got to I gotta just do what I got to do. So as we were leaving, I said to the server, I was like, hey, listen, you were so great tonight, whatever. I patted in a little on the tip because I'm like, I got to ask you a favor. I'm like, can you give this to him? And she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, okay, cool, perfect. I had written on the paper like, he has freckles. So I was like, two Mr. Freckles. <laughs> and I put my number and then I put like, you know, tattooed girl, whatever. And so <laughs> I go home that night and I'm like, shit, whatever. This guy probably, you know, who knows? He's probably got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a them friend. And he's, you know, doing whatever. Like there was, he's a good looking guy. So I was assuming this probably swept up already. Uh, and I just like went to bed and the next morning I'm driving to work and I'm like, Oh God, why did I do that? It was bold. And like it it was, he's at his work, right? So I didn't want to hit on him openly while he was working. Like, I feel like that can be really uncomfortable because you're trapped. Like this person is in a confined space. So it's like, okay, I'm leaving. Number one, number two, if it were to have not been reciprocated, I probably wouldn't go back there. Or if I did, I would not make any eye contact. Like I just wouldn't want to make him uncomfortable. Right. 
needless to say, as I'm driving to work, he texts me and he's like, hey, it's <laughs> Mr. Freckles. Okay. So I'm like, cool, it worked out. But that very well could have not worked out for me. And I think that that was a good, bold assessment. It's like, I had a couple of drinks. I left my number. I exited the building. She gave it after I exited the building. And it's like, all right, dude, like no harm, no foul. So that's an instance where, you know, it works out, right? And there's been instances in my life where it absolutely has not worked out in kind of the same breath. I had a regular restaurant that I would go to all the time, nice fine dining place in my city, and they have like really cool cocktails. And there was a guy that was working there that I just thought was super cute. And we would like talk. I was super into whiskey at that time. So we talk about whiskey for like hours and like we just would like vibe and we you know, I, I, don't, I thought we were kind of getting along well. So finally, after like, I don't know how many times of seeing him, I left him my number and he never reached out to me. And then I had an instance, I was like, I'm just never going to go back there. I had an instance where I had to go back there for a family thing. And it was just like, he was like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Like acted totally normal. But I was, I was like, so embarrassed. I'm like, dude, this is like so uncomfortable. Like he has to be nice to me because he's working. I don't want to go back here. And it, it was just like, ugh, you know, and then I stopped going there. Then one of my other favorite restaurants, I'm pretty sure he's working there now. And I was literally telling the story to one of my friends like about it because like there's a whole like small circle of people that work in like fine dining in our city. And I think I was like telling the story, I'm kind of rehashing it. And then he like walks up and I'm pretty sure it was him. And I was so embarrassed. And I'm like, dude, this guy probably thinks I'm a fucking weirdo, right? And even now, this was years ago, like it's like five years ago. I'm not attracted to the guy anymore. But like still, I'm like, shit, man. Like there is that assessment that you have to make there. And what I could have done in foresight was been like, okay, I love this restaurant. Do I really want to risk it? Like maybe I should wait for him to approach me. Number one, you know, number two, right? That was two reasons. Number <laughs> number three, um, what's this going to look like after the fact? Like, do we have any mutuals? Whatever. So you always kind of got to look at that. And, and sometimes granted, it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to try it out. Now I'm going to give you some tips for, I think, bold approaches for different things in life. So, you know, for all my folks that listen to my podcast, obviously I primarily talk about life and dating and, and, and courting and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I can give everybody a little example. So one of the best things I've seen as, you know, a successful career woman is boldness in trying to get a job. So here's a couple tips that I'm going to give you all that I think will work. So the first one is if you get the interview, you get every single person's email and you send them an email thanking them like a good, like, you know, mini paragraph long thanking all of them, being thoughtful. When you address that, you address each person like X, I really appreciated this or, you know, Z, I really appreciated, you know, or, or, or learn this. You know, you compliment the general culture, you compliment the general aura, your experience, like, and you boldly say, like, can't wait to speak to you guys soon. You know, can't wait to speak to you all soon. And that is a really great tip. Like, that is constantly talked about anytime we've interviewed people. It's like, oh shit, like, you know, leaders are impressed by that, right? So that's one thing. The second thing is, if you're getting to the more serious, you know, bout of trying to court a company or a business prospect, sending a gift, while it's a financial investment to start with, it makes such a big difference. Um, so I've had a client actually, um, you know, send me something as like a thank you to kind of get what they wanted. And, and that's a little different. I feel like that's like a little more like, okay, we know. But when you're just being bold and putting yourself out there and it's like, you're not going to get anything. You could very well not get anything in return. So for instance, I had 
someone that was a prospect that wanted to work with us. And I had not responded to their emails, like anything. I just, I just wasn't interested at the time. And this dude sent cookies to the office with like a handwritten note for me. And I was like, all right, dude, like we'll do the damn demo, right? So stuff like that really goes a long way. So if you have a company that you've got your sights set on or a potential partnership um, or arrangement, like taking those personal steps and being bold can make a huge, huge difference. And if you look at some of the most successful chains and franchises in our country, specifically I'm, I'm not I'm not a specialist in, in other countries with this kind of stuff I'm actually not a specialist to begin with with stuff but you know obviously with business we talk about these things the ones who have the most personal touches such as Ritz Carlton there's a great book about um Ritz Carlton uh it's I believe it's called the Ritz Carlton experience or something along those lines I read it a couple years ago but they do everything so personally that like the people that go to Ritz yes is expensive are diehard loyalists for that hotel because they do things even though you pay for the hotel in reality you're not paying for the extra mile things that they do that actually cost them quite a bit like for instance if you spill wine on your shirt they will send you up a free shirt like whatever what's your size all this other stuff like they're really on it with that kind of stuff so I think that that like boldness is what sets great things apart but it's also one of those things that can really get what you want closer to you Now with friendships, I've had people that I've wanted to be friends with and I was really nervous to kind of try and approach that. I'm like, oh, how do I say like, I don't want to be creepy, but like I want to be your friend. And I think that boldness can go really well here as well. Like if you if you truly feel like this person's got a good energy and good spirit, right? Like they're not going to be some stuck up asshole, which unfortunately there are people in this world like that. We all know that, Um, you know, sometimes taking that approach of being like, hey, you just seem really cool. Like can I take you out for a cocktail? Like I just, I honestly want to be your friend is, is such like a heartwarming and really incredible thing to experience on the receiving end. And for me personally, like that's how I will talk to a lot of people um, that I'm interested in getting to know that I feel like will add value to my life or that I, I, I really feel like is, is someone that I want near me. And that makes all the difference. Like just extending yourself a little bit and like making that investment is like, okay, right? And when we segue into dating here, What I want to say is you don't want to be bold to everyone. So yes, for some of us, I always talk about I'm, I'm a very strong woman. I know that about myself. I am opinionated. I am strong and I've really grown into myself. And now at the age of 31, I I, I know what I believe. I know what I feel. I know what I think. And I'm always learning and always growing, but mostly I'm like, okay, I've, I've got my stance on things. I've got my footing, right? And So there's nothing wrong with the fact that I am this woman. Like I will tell my friends fiercely how much I love them. I'm very aggressive about like if I go out with people, like I've got the bill, whatever. But what I will say is if I'm actually interested in someone, I'm going to cater that boldness specifically to them and and, and, in getting their attention and or like interacting with them, right? And I don't just be bold just to throw the fish out. Like I'm not like, okay, here we go. Let's see what happens that doesn't really like, that doesn't really work. Um, and, and it doesn't really feel unique. So a lot of times if I'm out, I'll see guys like, like bulk approach women and just like be super bold. And it's like, you could just tell they're going for any of them. That's really not attractive. That's not like dope. That doesn't feel good. And, and on the flip side, you know, it doesn't matter what your gender is. I think that fixating on something slightly, not, not like not stalkerish, like every breath you take, but like you know, fixating a little bit and just kind of showing someone like, hey, like I'm interested in you. 
that feels good. Now you want to have awareness in these things, right? Because if you're kind of fixated on someone and their body language is turning a little bit away from you, they're giving more attention to their friends. Um, they're kind of keeping their answers short to you. They don't seem to be asking you questions about yourself. Like, yes, of course, for my fucking naysayers, well, you know, someone could be extremely shy, but if they're extremely shy, then that's fine. And if they are extremely shy, they'll probably need you in doses. So pick up on those things, but otherwise like try and feel it out and give someone like your undivided attention. That makes such a difference. I can't tell you how many times I've been approached out and I can just tell it's like this dude's like, you know, he's just trying to kind of see which one he can reel in. And it's like, bro, I'm, that's not me. Like, uh, you know, you see me and you want me or you don't. There's there's no in between. Now, I realize not everybody has the most extreme approach like I do. What can I say? If you're struggling with being bold in general, I get it. But also there is that side of the coin where you have to look at if people are going to have a perception of you, they are going to have a perception either ways. And it's you cannot control that. It sucks, but you really cannot control that. And let's say you're like, no, yes, I can. And you can manipulate it for a little bit. Sure, but that's not going to that's not gonna be um, sustainable. That's not going to last, right? So if you are worried about putting yourself out there a little bit and being like, ah, I don't know, I don't want to come off this way or that way, just remember that, you know, we have these little moments in life. And I always say it's like this jolt. Like when you feel it, you got to just trust it and you got to go for it. And if it's a swing and a miss, it's a swing and a miss. I will never forget with the the last person that I was, you know, truly, truly, um, very, very much in love with. When I met this person out, uh, it was during a girls' night, and I I was like off. I was like off my mom duty. I'm like cool, dude. I'm I'm not gonna babysit anyone. I'm getting fucked up. Like it's gonna be great. I I literally went up to him and at, when I you know had finally gotten the courage to say something, and I was like, so are you gonna flirt with me or what? And like to someone else, that would be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sure there's plenty of guys that are like, I don't like that. In fact, I have had guys be like, yeah, you're like too bossy. Okay. Um, and it just worked. Like he was like, okay. Like he laughed and he's like, yeah, I'd like I'd be honored to, you know? And so it's like, great, cool. Like sometimes it really takes off that way. And other times it's like, all right, he could have very well been like, what? And like, kind of like, it could have been uncomfortable. And there's this gap in silence or he's like, ha ha ha. And then like, I walk when he's like, yeah, did you see that crazy drunk girl? Like, there's so many instances with how that could work out. And it's like, at the end of the day, like I always say this, you've lived all the years of your life up until meeting that person or that having that opportunity with them not being in it, which means if you don't get, you don't catch them in that moment, you're going to live all the rest of your life without them from that moment. And it's different when we actually put time and investment in someone, right? That really, that, that that's like a chapter in our book. But this is like a small blink, small blink. And it's like, dude, if you want to, if you want to say something and you want to go for it, you go for it. Now, there are some examples of boldness that I want to say just, I, I would avoid personally. Um, like, come over, want to fuck. Like, that kind of shit is, is just kind of rude and crass. Now, granted, once you have a little more comfort with someone, it, it can be attractive when you say that. Like, for sure. I've, I've had someone say those things to me once we are, like, actually involved with each other. And I'm like, all right, you know, fuck it. I'm getting in my car. But it, it's different when you're first trying to approach someone. It's just kind of like you're assuming that someone is going to be interested. There's still got to be that, like, healthy little fear there. There's got to be that confidence, but, like, that healthy little fear. So I would steer clear of that kind of shit. Um, and I, I'm always gonna, I'm gonna say this till my dying day, like, read the fucking room. 
don't go in and be like when you see two people talking having like a serious conversation again this could be for a romantic interest or a friend interest or a job interest and they're having like a conversation and you're like hey like it's like a very like michael scott moment like and you're you insert yourself in there like really make sure that you're like feeling out the energy you're poised and then you can go in and approach because when you do that that mostly just destroys your chances i was out last night with some friends and this guy, which I'm sure is a perfectly nice guy, like came up while we're just like talking and he just kind of like he had, I guess, talked to them at the table or whatever. But like he came and introduced himself and he just like starts making small talk with me. But he's like kind of like inserting himself in the con- conversation, interrupting. And it was just very unattractive to me because I'm like, bro, like you can sit and listen for a second and then like crack a joke or like, you know, and maybe that was his version of being bold. But what I will say is like, I feel like he didn't read the room. Number one, like I just mentioned. And number two, I also don't feel like it was like really a tailored approach. I feel like it was kind of just like the drunk dude conquest kind of shooting fish in a barrel thing that I talked about earlier. For those of you who don't like bold and don't want bold, like you're like, please don't do bold. That embarrasses me. Or please don't do bold. That makes me uncomfortable, right? I would say for all of you as someone who tends to be more bold, the best thing you can do is just be honest with us. So it's like, hey, you're so sweet. But I really, I actually genuinely don't like that. Like, I genuinely don't want to be put on the spot like that. Or if, if they're putting you on the spot or, hey, you know, we don't worry about it. Like, we can just keep it low key here. It's like, you just got to be honest about it because otherwise sometimes what will happen is it's like, it becomes more of a chase. And they're, they're like, oh, they're like a little shy. So I'm going to like try this. I'm going to try that at, at the risk of not, like, I don't want to sound creepy, but like, you know, sometimes that is how it works. It's like, all right, I'm going to crack you, you know, like, so I think just being honest in those situations is really good. And something that I always love to do is like, again, no matter what it's with, I always like to set my like feelings and expectations and my preferences very clear on in anything. So when somebody works for me, I have like a whole guy that basically is like, here's how I am and write one so that I can learn you too. But I'm like, yo, I do not like small talk. Oh my, get away with me with the small talk. And I really don't like when people are like, I don't like small talk, but then they'll sit there and chit chat with you about their weekend. And it's like, that is fucking small talk, right? Like that is small talk. So, you know, stuff like that, I think is important to get out of the way. And and sometimes with boldness or courting or um, approaching in general, it, that can be something that's like a preference in the beginning. So a great example is when I make new friends, I'm like, hey, I do not like talking on the phone. Don't like talking on the phone. I, I, I love my friends. I hate when they call me. I don't like it. I really like to do voice messages, which I get some people don't like voice messages and hear me out. I like to do voice messages because I can do multiple things and I can stop and go and put things down. I don't need to give someone my undivided attention the whole time while I'm sitting there. So I can multitask, which is something I constantly need to do. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to send this voice message. You listen to it on your time, then get back to me. And it's like we have a prolonged phone conversation. I have one of my best friends does not like voice messages. So I have to, I, I really can't send them often because she's like Olivia with the fucking voice message. So I, I respect that preference for her, right? <clears throat> she's more of an in-person person, which works out great for us. Now, if I was trying to do voice messages all the time and she was trying to call me all the time, like we'd both be cranky. It's like, this is not like, this ain't working. So <clears throat> I think it's okay to just say those things and be like, hey, like I'm into this. I'm not into that, whatever. And if that makes you sound demanding or if that makes you sound like an asshole, then like, I would question that that person probably already isn't someone or opportunity is probably not one that should be in your life. Now, again, have manners when you do this. Make sure the energy is right, et cetera. But I, I think that's a great tip. All right. Before I go to get my hair done, I cannot 
tell you all what a smart investment it is to get a blow dry bar membership. Just, just do it. Do it. I don't care which one it is. Just do it. Having someone wash your hair. Amazing. It's like, and they style it and it looks all pretty. And then you're just like, ah, you know, uh, I highly recommend it. Anyways, we know what time it is. It's story time. Story time. So let's do it. This is the story <laughs> of the playwright. So this is a true instance of when going bold goes wrong. I had met this guy through a mutual friend. He used kind of our, our mutual connection to spark up a conversation. I really wasn't attracted to the guy, but we did have the same music taste. And like, it seemed like liked a lot of the same books. And he was also a writer. He, he wrote um, plays. Or was, I was on the middle of working on a couple scripts. So I, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Like my friend said he was cool. Let's whatever. Let's, let's chill. Let's talk. So at some point I decide in a weekend, just absolute Tasmanian devil moment of going down my roster. I'm like, God, I got to go down to like a tier 10. So I have a tier system or I did. I don't have a tier system anymore. I have a new system that I'm, I'm, I'm going to reveal on next week's episode. But I had a tier system. Essentially, it was like my tier one was like my person I really wanted. Tier two was like, I like them, but I don't like them as much. Tier one. And then, yes, I went all the way down to tier 10. Menace behavior. So I was like, fuck, man, I'm drunk with my girls. I'm like, I'm going to invite a tier 10. And he happened to be the tier 10. Like, I had no interest in this guy romantically, but I'm like, my call log is going to pop off right now and I'm just going to go for it. Like, I get a little bit of that liquor in my system and all of a sudden it's on. Like, it's on. So I invite him immediately in the night. This man is like, okay, I'll come. Drives an hour, okay? Comes to hang out with us. Instantly, I knew I made a mistake. Instantly, I knew I made a mistake. He shows up. He's interrupting all of our conversations. He is finding any possible way to talk about his script that he's working on. He continues to like brag about himself. And and this guy's like not a he's there's not much to brag for okay so it's like he didn't have like the humble kind of approach that maybe he should have had which made him all the more irritating and this dude's just like not taking hint like we're like oh my god like we're just like side-eyeing each other while he's talking we're like you're being fucking inseparable like you could have came and just had a couple drinks and been a cool dude but instead you're you're just being an absolute punisher right now so he's just keeping it going and somehow at the end of pretty much every conversation, he ties it back to complimenting himself. And we're just like, what the hell? So one of my best friends is like, I cannot fucking stand this guy. Well, unfortunately, he's like pounding down the liquor. Like I thought he was maybe going to come for a drink or two. He's pounded down. So he has to stay. So there's a bunch of us there. And I'm like, okay, everyone's just going to have to line up. We're all going to have to like sleep on the ground. I made like a makeshift bed, I believe. And we're all just going to go to sleep. (laughs) No, no. Being... And I know my best friend will never forgive me for this. And I I love you so much. You know I love you, baby. Being the the terrible person I am, I know this guy is interested in me and I want nothing to fucking do with him. So I'm like, we're all trying to lay down, whatever. And he's instantly trying to get next to me. And he keeps like trying to touch me throughout the night, by the way. And like, keeps trying to like make like eyes at me. And it's it's just not good. It's not good. So he tries to get next to me and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot something. I get up and I come back in the room after I didn't even do, I don't, I think I like turned on and off a light and then I go to the opposite side and I'm like, good night. And so she's stuck with him 
<laughs> throughout the night. This motherfucker's trying to cuddle my best friend. So he's like, okay, uh, victim number one is out, right? So here's target number two. So he's trying to cuddle through her throughout the night. She is absolutely disgusted. She's like, this guy is just like not picking up the vibes. So she somehow like shakes him off and is just disgusted and sleeps for a couple hours until she can escape the next day because she's like, and like early, early, like rooster am. So the next day I'm like, cool. I got a couple people left in the group. One was uh, like another guy, another friend. There was just a couple of us and everybody was there was chill. So I'm like, great. He's going to leave. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, last night was fine. Whatever. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, where are we going? What are we doing? And I'm like, oh no. And he's like, just being so bold, like from showing up immediately to busting out his script to, you know, trying to like sleep next to me like he just kept making these bold ass moves and he was like he was not picking up on the vibe that I was not interested and you would have thought after I went to the other side of the makeshift bed he definitely would have realized that but he's like this dude's just not giving up like he's swinging like he's still in the game so this dude's like fucking like it's fucking like 10 a.m this dude's talking about his damn script again and trying to figure out what we're gonna do and we're like I back then could not I would get so anxious um with confrontation and it was, it's really weird because I, I historically have a pretty bad temper. I've worked on that a lot in my adult life, but it was either I go completely off or I just don't say anything. So I'm just like annoyed sitting there suffering in silence. He somehow makes it to where he gets to come to brunch with us. And during the brunch, it's like, it's just so bad. He tries to put his arm around me and I'm like, uh, like, no, like he's trying to flirt with me. He's like, I had said something at one point about how I really liked guys with nose rings. I was like, oh yeah, I love when a guy like has a hoop in his nose, whatever. And he was like, you do? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I should get my nose pierced. And I was like, yeah. Anyways, like, I'm just like, fuck. I start flirting with the the server. I know, I know. Right. I have a, I have a, I have a long, long historical line of this. And this dude is straight up trying to cock block my me. Like, he's like, he's like, live, ha, like trying to like get my attention. And he's like, oh, haha, don't come closer. She's mine. Like weird stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. So at some point I go to the bar. I tell the guy, cause he was floating back with me. I tell the guy, I'm like, I'd like to hang out with you. Like whatever. I give him my number. He's like, okay, cool. I didn't know if you were with that guy. I was like, hell fucking no. Okay. At one point in the day, I finally am so annoyed by this guy's just ongoing rhetoric that I'm like, okay guys, I'm tired. I don't feel good. I'm going to go to bed. Like have a good day, everyone. I get rid of him. I think he had like tried to kiss my cheek or something when he left. Then he's like blowing up my phone after he leaves. The next day, okay, I'm like, I got to This, I got to make it very known to this guy that I'm not interested because unfortunately I did make the call for him to come over, which he, he took as a sign of interest, right? Like I understand that. So the next day he sends me a photo <laughs> and he got his nose pierced. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what is that? He's like, I got my nose pierced. Like, I know, I know you like it. Like, I know you like these. And I'm like, okay, okay. So I basically had to tell the guy, I'm not interested in you. I, I can't do this. Whatever. And then he he didn't take that very well, but and and continued to kind of like linger on social media for years. But thankfully I didn't ever have to spend time with him again in person. Now, here's the best part of this story. He had at some point <laughs> emailed me the script for the player movie he was writing. I don't know which one it was. And listen, my writing is not everyone's cup of tea. I know that there's probably people who are like, yeah, she's not a good writer. Like, and they could tear me apart. 
and that's fine I love my writing so someone could say I'm not a good writer and I I literally don't care there's very few things that like I'm like that with but writing is one of them I'm like dog I don't care don't read my books then but this I have to tell you was some of the most horrendous and corny writing I've ever I've ever read in my life so me and my best friends, after like rehashing the story, the one that wasn't there, we we like told her and we're all hanging out for a girls night. We're having wine. So we end up getting out of the script and we're reading it to each other out loud, crying, laughing. Like I'm not, I, can't, I cannot tell you the Im- endless amount of entertainment. And then just like randomly in group chat, like we would just screenshot one bit of it. And even now, like this was years and years and years ago. I will just send something or I'll send the line that like we, like the first line that we absolutely like lost it at. And so, so what I want to say is this. H- hats off and kudos to the guy who found someone that probably loved that script and probably loved the nose ring he got and probably loved um, him talking about himself. But I, I definitely wasn't that person, nor was anyone else in the company um, that was that was around me with him that was that was uh, also victimized by by spending time with him. So my my two cents there is take the hint, okay? bold you you do you a one offer two offer after that dude you gotta you gotta take the l and don't make it worse by like trying to add on to the things that you think that person would like because it's just not it's not that's not the bold gesture we're going for now i hope you all enjoyed this episode i'm always gonna say that because i want you to enjoy it i hope you got some laughs i hope you got some insight and uh just can't thank you enough for being here and spending this time with me it's it's really really cool and uh, like I said, it's what I look forward to every week. So I can't wait eventually to get to the point where this is recorded in a professional studio and maybe there's a camera and I can start, you know, bringing on guests and maybe having some sponsored stuff, monetizing it. Um, but what I'm going to need for that is you all sharing this podcast and and just re- reviewing it, uh, telling your friends about it, post it on Instagram, post it wherever, you know, tell your coworkers you can say, hey, my cool friend has a podcast and uh, that would mean the world to me. So I appreciate you all. I hope you have the best weekend. Be bold, but not too bold. We'll talk soon. This is Tears of a Clown, the podcast and live.